Hey everyone, I'm Kendra Lust, and I have my co-host here, Julia Marquez, and we are here with Beauty and the Beast podcast. We are talking about some super hot topics, and we have a very special guest today. His name is Eric Uboy Anders, and he'll come in at the end. Um, Julian, how are you today? Yo, I'm on top of the world right now. I'm at UFC 20 Fight Week here in Vegas. Uh, I guess UFC Vegas 20. Um, Kevin Crooms fighting this Saturday night against Alex Caceres, and I am in his corner. So we have been in quarantine hotel for the UFC. Um, it's it's exciting, and at, at the same time, I am ready to kind of break free and get out. It's really cool to kind of see what the life is like outside of this quarantine, not having to fight, where I experience it on a diet, having to wake up at certain times, run around for all these type of interviews. Now I get to enjoy the week and see what it's like. It's very different. But um, what about you? How are you doing? Well, we're not done with you. I mean, I'm doing good, but I am I saw something on Instagram. You, if you guys were in the same room. Is that you guys were stay, staying in similar rooms or the exact same room where you were cooking chicken in the bathroom, as I remember? Um, oh, no, no, no. This is close, close to it. Um, actually, oh. that one, that, back in the day when I was cooking chicken in the bathroom, I had my own room. And it didn't come equipped with a stove, kitchen appliance, and all that. This right here where Kevin Kroom and I were a joint room, and it has like a loft style. So there's a room on the left side, a room on the right side. And in the middle is just like your common area. But it does have a stove, an oven, a kitchen, a uh, sink, a refrigerator, microwave. We have everything we can cook. So this one's a little bit more advanced for you know, if you are cutting weight, you do need to make your food and things like that. So him and I have been hanging out and he's been playing with nunchucks and both staffs and literally doing every ninja type shit you can imagine. Really? Now, just for fun or that's like his, I don't, I don't know much about Kevin, so I apologize. Um, that's why I guess I'm happy that I have you here to tell me. Uh, he's obviously one of your teammates and that's why you're cornering him. Um, how long have you known each other? What is he most known for? Man, this is the thing. It's like Kevin Kroom. I've known Kevin for a long time, ever since I've been in the MMA um, world, I should say. Like Kevin grew up in the same area as us. He fought the same teammates that he's now teammates with. Um, so we grew up knowing each other. But, you know, it wasn't recently. I think he moved to glory about five years ago. I recently came to glory. And, like, his personality is a, everything you'd hope for. And a superstar, man. This guy loves all wild stuff. Anything he feels, loves, and cares about, he goes after it. He loves, uh, you know, karate. He loves, like, the cool things about, you know, weaponry. And this guy legitimately would be at the gym with a bow staff practicing different, you know, techniques on how to handle this bow staff. The He has a switchblade in his hand. He's always learning how to, you know, maneuver it. He talks about the funnest subject, says the funnest thing. His personality is wild, crazy. He's exciting. And, you know, if you listen to his interviews on the UFC, it's just phenomenal on the things he said. Like, he, long story short, he got busted. He took a 24-hour notice fight, told the UFC he's been smoking marijuana. They said it's okay. Yeah. He won the fight, got the $50,000 bonus against uh, Roosevelt Roberts, knocked him out in the first, knocked him down and then submitted him in the first round. On a, taking the fight out of 24 hour notice, yeah. gets a 50 dollars bonus. Nevada State Commission comes in and suspends him because he tested positive for marijuana, which USADA doesn't deal. So he's tired of answering all these questions. Okay. And uh, 
he was just like, man, I think it's stupid that I can bang a hooker in Vegas, but I can't smoke weed and punch somebody in the face. Like it was, that was the funniest quote I ever heard in my life. Like, wow, you could bang a hooker, yeah. but you can't smoke weed and punch somebody in the face. It's like, that makes no sense. Like how, where's the Lee? Like, wh where do you draw the line? You know, yeah. like, why is it legal? Yeah, it just makes no sense in a state that you can sell marijuana. So it doesn't I know, make he's a great sense. Dude. Yeah, it there's doesn't. always politics, though. And it sounds like, I mean, he sounds exciting. You definitely sold me on a, a future guest. So after he gets this win, um, we, we should have him on the show. I'd like to, I'm going to probably, you know, look, look him up a little bit. And it's hard for me to know everyone, but uh, he sounds like a pretty cool guy. Definitely. I mean, he's, he's awesome. He said that you jumped on to his live last night. He was yeah. doing Instagram live and he was like, man, yeah, yeah he, it would be awesome to have him on. He's just wild. He doesn't care. I think he has an OnlyFans. He, he made an OnlyFans. I, love it. I don't know if he's gone all the way, but he says he's not afraid to. Gone so he has an, like, do you mean like? I'm, I mean it all the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if he's putting it on there. I don't know if he's taking it off. I don't look at it. I don't need to. But at the same time, I think that's hilarious. Like the first male UFC fighter to have an OnlyFans. Like he definitely I, took that off my my notch. I think there's another guy that does it. Oh God, I can't think of his name now. It's gonna bug the hell out of me. He's from the UK though. Uh, See, that's the thing though, is that you don't you don't remember it. Like, and uh, I think with Kevin, when he wins this weekend and his just personality, he will win you over as a fan. He's energetic. What he says is just so off the wall that yeah. it's entertaining and he's yeah, fun. Pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. I was in, in life for just a little bit, but um, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for you. So how many weeks does he have? When's, uh, when is the fight? Saturday. It's not weeks. It's tomorrow. Or is this what? weekend? He weighs in tomorrow. Okay. He weighs in tomorrow and then the fight happens this Saturday. That's okay. why I'm here in Vegas right now. Nice. Wow. I guess I didn't realize things are happening. I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's some uh, big fights coming up. Uh, Amanda Nunes coming. Uh, I mean, it's just it's. Uh, oh yeah, another. She's fighting another one of my teammates too. It's next week. It's like, oh no. Darren Stewart. Uh no, Darren Stewart and Eric Anders are getting yeah. two two friends uh -huh. fighting I mean, each other. Yeah. Oh man, it's a uh, like my emotions. I don't know if this is the same. I mean, actually, to be honest, I know this is the same with you because I watched your video on how when I fought, but yeah. like. The amount of nerves and the 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 feeling you get in your stomach watching your friend fight is like unbearable. I don't like I don't like that. I get so nervous, like I almost want to vomit yeah. every time one of my friends fight. And like it, it just my the next few weeks is very, very like nerve wracking for me. Well, thank yeah. you. Now that I know Kevin Kroom is important to you and, you know, so now I'm going to be nervous, you know, it just all trickles downhill and uh, I'm, I'm excited for him and, and you, and I think it'd be so awesome. Um, teammates, you know, you won not too long ago. So how cool you guys definitely have to celebrate. We have some Absolutely. making up to do when I get out to Vegas. Absolutely. I can't. Oh, we, we definitely need the gossip column, but first and foremost, I want to know, like, Again, last time we talked, you went out to Florida. You were talking to all of these new fighters, uh, a new series. You you have you're a commentator now, like you're official. Put a stamp on it. You're a reporter. You are in the MMA fighting realm, boxing realm. You're in it all right now. Like, tell me what's up. Tell me how it went last week. 
Well, last week, I mean, I, I think when they said boxing analyst, I saw my script and I thought, okay, this, you know, I don't know that I officially meet the criteria. However, I said, could I add and host? It made me feel like less pressure. So um, it was for Signature Punch Boxing. So they are based out of Tampa and they want to bring boxing back. And I really think it is on the up and up. Uh, I know uh, some of the the big names are training uh, down in uh, down in Miami right now. So Signature Punch, it, it's new. It was uh, a live streaming opportunity for this company to highlight their very own um, contender for the. He's now a welterweight champion, Harold the King Calderon. So. It was exciting. He was fighting in his home, hometown. Uh, he signed with Signature Punch. Um, it streamed live in 138 countries. It was it was in- incredible. There were 11 bouts on the card. It was it was intense. Um, there, there, oh, ooh, I, I see someone in our lobby. Um, mm. I feel like we. I don't want to keep him waiting. We will touch more upon um, Signature Punch, but he's got a big old smile. There's your boy right there, and we'll get to my stuff later. I don't want to keep this man. He's in, in camp, so I don't want to keep him waiting. So we're going to add him in right now. Hey, what's up, Eric? Your boy. I got your shirt. Sporting it today. Hey. Yes, sir. Looks good. Looks good. Thank what's you. What's up, I brother? You look good, man. Man, I appreciate it. lean and mean right now, you know. Uh, I love it. I love it. How is AZO going on for you, man? Is it hot? Is it cold? What's up? Man, you know, we got that desert so cold uh, in the morning, then hot as hell during the day, and then it gets cold again at night. So, you know, I try to stay in the cold and, and come out with moderate. <clears throat> man, I like that. In Vegas right now, I'm here uh, with Kevin. And it is cold as hell. Like, it's cold as hell outside. And there's not desert weather at all. So uh, I thought it was to be a little different for you guys out there. Not even during the day it gets hot? No, nah, it's not warm. Right now, it's, it's, well, I had to put throw a sweatshirt on. It's like, it's probably in the, like, 50s. Man. Yeah. You boys <laughs> so, are tough. You are. I mean, the meanest and leanest and strong badass as I know. But you guys can't hang here in Detroit. Not that you want to, but... It, it's cold here. So your your 50s and 60s, that's T-shirt weather here. It is – their snow is finally uh, starting to melt. So it is cold here. But that Mich- that, Y'all can have the Michigan weather. I ain't built for it. I ain't going to lie to you. I be watching the news, and I be seeing cats. It be a, uh, a snowstorm and cats walking around T-shirt, T-shirts and shorts. I'm like, hell no. Nah, I'm not even outside this weather. I love oh, it. man. I, I was in uh, – been in Missouri for the past 10 months. And we just had that snowstorm right after my fight. So where I landed in Missouri, and it was negative one degrees outside. I was like, "Oh hell no!" And I Ooh. all I had was all I had was uh, flip flops on. So I was just like, "Fuck!" I lost my I lost my toesies. Oh. <laughs> right, but do y'all do, do so, y'all, y'all in the winter? What do y'all do here? Yeah. Okay. I don't even know, man. I, I have to get out and go to the gym, but I don't ever go outside. I'll tell you that much. I'm sitting there wrapped up with a blanket 24-7. No. Y'all real one. <laughs> no. I got a snowmobile. I've already been sledding head first. I'm dragging the little ones out. Oh my God. I said, suck it up. This is you're gonna we're gonna have some fun. So man, um, Texas where I'm from just got some snow and you see how those people acted. So you already know. 
But enough yeah. about the weather. More about you. How's camp? How many days? What what have uh, you been doing? You're with uh, Henry Cejudo at in his camp. So tell me how it's going. Man, it's going well. Um, man, I feel super prepared. It's probably the leanest and lightest I've been at this point. Um, you know, not really feeling tired or slow, you know, feeling explosive and athletic. So, uh, man, really looking forward to, you know, really showing athleticism in this fight. You know, I feel like in previous fights, I just kind of like plop forward, throw punches, take punches, throw punches. And, uh, yeah, I think this fight's going to be a lot different than, than what people are used to seeing me fight. Absolutely, man. You, you got a, you got a good fight against you with, uh, Ter- Darren Stewart. But you also went down to work with Henry Cejudo. Um, he's a phenomenal coach, man. I've actually heard a lot of great things about him. Um, growing up with the wrestling world and everything, like his attention to detail and his explanation and understanding like positional fighting is is very, very intelligent. How has that been like working with him and understanding like his mind, a mind of a champion, a triple C champion nonetheless? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, him and uh, him and Eddie, you know, have really been kind of breaking down the distance thing for me. Because, uh, man, in the past, I, I've been too close uh, in my fights, you know what I mean? Like, uh, standing too close, striking too close. Like, I don't need to be as close. And also, when you're that close, it makes it hard to, to evade punches and strikes as well because you don't have as much time to, to get out of the way and, and see things coming, so... Man, I'm really playing the game from a little bit further back and really working on closing the distance. And I think that's something that that he did the best, and that's why he was able to obtain two uh, two belts and two weight classes. I mean, oh, sorry, June. I was saying you're hard to take down anyway, Eric. Your defense takedown is bar none. I mean, I don't know. Has anyone ever even taken you down? Yeah, I've been taken down uh, a few times though. I think it's. I think I've only. I think my takedown percentage is like eighty-five or eighty-seven percent or something like that. So takedown defense. So uh, it'll definitely be higher than that. But I don't really say Darren Stewart shooting a whole lot of shots. Man, the guy likes to stand and bang and box. So you know, I think that's what we'll do. Yeah, looking at him, I kind of thought. I mean, I wasn't sure. I had to take a second look before they said his name. Him and Tyron Woodley look so much alike. They literally could be brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might want to do that. Uh, that DNA test, see if they're kin. Who's your mama? (laughs) Who's your dad? Oh dear, (laughs) I love it. Yo, so uh, what you got going on this weekend? Then you got the fights you're watching, right? Who do you got? Let me hear who you got in the main event. Um, man, I think that uh, Rosenstruck is a dog, man, you know. Um, and when I say dog, like he's a fighter. He get, he'll get hit and, you know, keep it moving. You know, uh, we really haven't seen third game put in, like, adverse positions or situations so far. At least I haven't anyway. And uh, if you watch the, um, like, the Overeem fight, man, listen, I was there for that fight, so it was even better. It, he, he was losing 24 minutes and 50 seconds of the fight. But kept fighting to the to the end, and we hit Oberyn with that last punch, man. It was literally probably two seconds left to fight, and uh, man, I think that's an X factor when it comes to fighting. So um, I'm sure that he'll present a lot of problems and, and touch uh, gain quite a bit. So we'll see what kind of fight Ain is in this fight. I think. Yeah, I. Uh, what's crazy, man, is like when you see somebody on TV, 
you don't really understand the size of this human. And then you go next to them in real life, and then you're like, holy shit. Like, that's huge. They're huge. And uh, I was next to Rosentruck, and I was next to Lane uh, as well. And I just realized, like, there's no way I'll ever be able to go to heavyweight. Like, those motherfuckers, they're massive, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, you know, uh, Rosenstruck, man, he kind of surprised me at his stature. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think that he was so tall. And I think he only fights at, like, 235 or so. You know, it's not definitely not the biggest heavyweight. But, man, the fight, guy fights a lot bigger than he is. And I've never seen serial games, so I have no idea how how big he is. But, you know, I would imagine he's in that 6'3", 6'4". Oh man, dude, he's uh it's not even about like how like tall he is, it's just how massive he is. It was the same thing when I saw Walt. Like I didn't realize how big Walt was until I stood next to him. I was like, damn boy, you a big boy. How and well, the same thing is Yeah, how well put together they are, right? Yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh snap. Like it is it's absolutely crazy. But uh I mean it's gonna be an exciting fight. And then uh I wanted to pick your brain real quick uh before we go into some more details. Who do you got between Jan and Israel Adesanya? I don't think Adesanya is going to be there to be touched. You know, this is the thing. At light heavyweight, they are bigger, but man, he has the stature to fight at, at 205. He's 6'4 himself. So he's even taller and rangier than, than Jan is. Jan's going to have to cover a lot of ground. And I think that Calvin Gaston has kind of laid the blueprint. To be Adesanya, you have to kind of fight him like Kelvin Gaston did, I think. But uh, I don't think that Yan can close that distance uh, quickly enough uh, to touch him. But I say that he's got that Polish power, man. If he touches him, that could be it. But I just don't think that uh, I don't think he'll be able to. Yeah, he's a tough person to touch. You know, they're all talking about you know, Adesanya a lot in this fight and the headlines and all the, you know, media and stuff. And there's even people talking about um, if he were to beat Jan and then go up to heavyweight and then take out John Jones or one of the guys, he would be the greatest of all time, the number one goat forever. And that's true if he were to be able to do that. But I don't think heavyweight would be in his uh, best interest at all. I don't think he's built – by seeing how everyone here, I don't think he's built to be in that division. Yeah, I mean, you know, three belts and three weight classes, then yeah, nope, that's, that's something to uh, take note of and probably wouldn't make him the GOAT. But Ngannou's a big guy, man, a huge individual, a huge individual. And Stipe's no slouch too, man. Stipe can wrestle, he can, you know, strike, he can do all that stuff. So I'm not saying he can't. But his hands will be full if he was heavyweight. Yeah, too full. Would you ever fight heavyweight? Yeah, I'd fight heavyweight if the matchup was right. You know, when I went to the UFC, man, I, I was young and dumb. And, uh, I, like, some, I mean, Ganu's opponent fell out, and I was like, yeah, I'll fight that guy. And thank God that never happened because then later on, I, I trained with him, and I was like, dude, this is hell nah. Hell nah. They have to they have to pay me too much. Nah, hell no. Nah. I, I don't even know if there's enough money you could pay me. Because it's inevitable. He's gonna land one of those punches, and they, you know, you know, I knock my head off. So you know, I'm glad. Dude, I'm you're telling you're telling me right, write a check 
Oh no shit. You're telling me you almost took a fight with Nagano before he got he blew up. You were just taking fights. I mean, yeah, it wasn't offered or anything, but uh a fight fell out. I can't remember who it was. Like I fought like once or twice in the UFC. I think probably after my first fight. And I was like, fuck it, I'll step in just on Twitter or whatever. And uh man, I'm just glad that Jason House and Mick and all them just Whatever, dude, get out of here. Kind of thing, so. Yeah, just yeah. said that nah, well nah. for me. Yeah, because you're a gamer. <laughs> I mean, you've taken a lot of these short notice fights a lot. That's what you're like. You're you're the man when it comes to that. So I could definitely see it. But that's that's great. Well played by Mick Maynard and Jason House by saying, "Hey, shush, shush." Yeah, <laughs> like that so, you know, shout out to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, they show they do love us. They love us. Oh man, that's funny as hell. So you, you guys are lean. You're feeling lean. You're feeling good. Um, probably in the best shape ever. So obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but the the cuts been going okay. I know they. I'm sure they suck. I don't know what it's like. I can't even give up coffee for a day. So let's be real. I don't know what it's like, but I'm sure it, it's not easy. But it's going better than would you say the previous camps or just different or what? I don't know. Just curious. Yeah, you know, um, I haven't really ran a whole lot for this fight, and I used to think that, you know, I had to run, I had to run. Julian, you've been there with me. I was running like four miles a day for, you know, two months to 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 try and lose mass so I could cut way easier. But, you know, it turns out my science, uh, I couldn't have been a science major because that's kind of backwards. You know, the more muscle you have, the more water you hold, so then it makes it cut easier at the end, I think. So, um like I said, I'm like 200, I'm like 203 right now and uh, two weeks out and I've just never been this light and this lean and wow. so I'll just, you know, sweat the pores and pores and pores and, you know, usually at this time, like I'm cranky, I'm groggy, I'm irritated, you know, just, you know, not angry, but too irritable at this point, but, you know, I'm happy, you know, I'm eating a lot more, so everything's going well. Good. Yeah, I could I could definitely testify to your your work ethic. I was there with you in camp and watched you literally do all the running, do extra stuff. Like you need someone to tell you to stop working because you work too damn much, you know, which is good. You do look completely different. Well, you look lean. You look ready. Um, and you're two oh three, two weeks out. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, and I was like, I was like 202 yesterday, but you know that's 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 one of the good things about you know being around Eddie and Santino and and uh, and Henry. They're like, dude, you're working too much. You're doing way too much. Is why you know you're not explosive during your fights because you know you just too depleted. So man, they sat me down, put together a schedule, followed the schedule, and uh, the strength condition here is you know Chike. You know, he's trained several NFL guys, um, some basketball players. He's been at the Olympic Training Center. So the guy knows what he's doing. He knows, his he knows all about the cutting weight. His kids wrestled in college. You know, obviously he's the coach, the strength and conditioning coach here. A lot of these guys are wrestlers who, who you know, tried it one way, and now, you know, he kind of shows you the way how to do it better. And, uh, you know, maybe this, this weight cut won't suck as bad. It That's always sucks that last town, but yeah. That's oh, good yeah. to hear. I'm just happy you're smiling, you know, because I, you know, I get a little nervous sometimes. I get hangry now. You know, my guests get, or our guests, I should say, get 
you know, crab. We don't want that. But uh, um, you mentioned okay. when you said NFL players. I mean, you were an NFL player. You played for Alabama. There's uh, this. It's kind of not too old, but it's less than a week ago uh, with that bar fight with that Spencer Jones from Oklahoma, obviously. So tell me, okay, because you played for Nick Saban. (laughs) How would Nick Saban have handled that? I know, I'm just curious because the coach uh, Lincoln, I forgot his name, something Lincoln spoke out about it. And I was really annoyed by it because, well, I shouldn't even say that. I guess, how would Nick Saban have handled that? What are your thoughts on, on how he would have handled it and just the whole situation? Um, I'm not really sure what the Oklahoma coach said or did, but, uh, man, they were definitely some kind of punishment. And that kid, man, he, you know, the article I read, they were talking about he might lose his eye, he's got to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kind of got what he deserved, man. That's why you don't mess with people, especially people in cowboy boots. He's in one cowboy boots, is walking the other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know what these people know. You know what I mean? In the article I read, that kid has like 10 years of MMA experience. He don't look like an MMA fighter. But, man, you don't know what these people know, man. It could be like a little, you know, little kid with, with glasses and a pocket protector. But, man, he might be a black belt. You know what I'm saying? He might know how to box. You know? You don't know what these people know. And so... I don't know. I was never that dude to like go pick fights and and yeah. you know mess with people because you know I went there. I, I didn't go to the bar in college to talk to dudes anyways. You know what I'm saying? Right? That's not what in I'm the here bathroom? for. That's kind of you know what I'm yeah. saying. Uh-huh. Weird. And uh, that, that is weird. He kind of got what he heard. You know what I mean? I agree. What do you think, Julian? I mean, I thought he was a bully. I don't like that. I mean, I wanted to go through the screen on him, and I'm not shit, you know. But I was pissed. So. I'm not. I, like the step. I didn't care. My dog it's, wiped his nose, looked at it, slapped yeah. him, and then you know went to work on him. Yes. So, whoever that kid is, I'm sure he's walking around campus with his chest out. Yeah, there. Uh, I read some articles that they're investigating it because that football player might lose his eye, but at the same time, he's the one that instigated the fight, so it's out of self defense. And I don't. I couldn't find anything about the kid if he had any MMA fights prior, or if he's fought at all. But I know the moment that, uh, you know, you turn to a professional athlete in mixed martial arts, you're a registered weapon. You are the same equivalent as pulling a gun on somebody if you were to get in a a fight itself. So um, I'm intrigued on how this is going to play out. But at the end of the day, you know, Kevin Hart said it the best, man. Kevin Hart said, I don't know who you are. If you tell me you're a UFC fighter, I'm going to have to believe you. Because I just don't know. Like, they are real. They are out yeah. there. Yeah. And it is true. It is very true. And, I mean. But, th- but this is the thing. They don't have to be a UFC fighter to, to jack you up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if that kid's 0-0 is an amateur. He knows, man. He picked him up, body jammed him. You know, he had good technique on his hook. He was doing combinations. Mm-hmm. He tried to rear He tried to uh, choke him with his own jacket. That kid knew what he was doing. And, yes. you know, thank God that he did teach the other dudes a lesson. I like it. If you were in that type of situation, because I've had this question actually asked to me multiple times. If you were in that situation of that kid, what would you have done? Would you have done the same thing or would you added more punches? Would you would have just restrained him like Matt Sarah did to the his uh, opponent that he met in Vegas that one year? Um, how would you handle the situation? Man, you know, I think Matt Sarah did it right, but – 
that dude didn't hit anybody first. He was just drunk. If somebody hits me, we're fighting, period. And to be honest, I'm throwing the first punch. If I feel like it's unavoidable, if I feel like it's, it's going down, like I can't get away, I'm leading, I'm leading off, baby. I, I mean, you're not going to bloody my nose. Hell no. You might get me during the fight, but I'm sparking things off just because I know I'm not like a troublemaker. I don't go into game stuff. So if somebody messing with me, it's probably because they already know I'm a fighter. And so now, you know, I have to show you. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a, it's very tough, man. It's like we we say that, but like I'm more afraid of the legal actions that would be taken against me because of you know our profession. But at the same time, but if someone does you know threaten me in any way, shape, or form, and I have to go straight self defense, like I'm not going to run away from it. Uh, yes, you well, should. There were two of two of them. They were in the bathroom. They had them pinned in the corner. I said, man, if this kid, you know, presses charges, you know, he should be kicked off the team. Like, he should all respect. Nobody yeah. on the team should fool with him no more. You're a bitch for that. You started it. You got your ass whooped. Take your L like a man. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. I agree. And, you know, the sad thing is I, the coach was the one, say, uh, backing his player. And my thing is, when you're, I mean, it's not like it's just some bum college. You're at a big university, okay? You know, you're you're a senior, so, I mean, your players look up to you. You represent the school, and you act like that. If I were the coach, I'm not saying kids don't get a second chance and deserve a second chance. I don't think it was this kid's first time being a little bully. He just seemed like a little asshole. However, I just feel he should have been suspended Definitely take your loss and be, you know, just like swallow your pride, tuck your tail between your legs and carry on. However, his coach was, uh, it's not, no, you represent the school and the coach as well. So shame on him. He got, but he's pressing charges. Well, man, you know, I think, uh, you know, sometimes the coaches, of course, are going to take their players back in public. But behind closed doors, he's probably motherfucking that kid. Left and right, up and down, in the hospital room, like, you know. Okay, good point. Yep, good point, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. There's a couple things that I, that make no sense to me. And one, I mean, we've already touched on it. It's like, it's in a bathroom. So, one, you have a guy cornered in a bathroom, one kid cornered, and your friends are there. That's really just weird because, like, there has to be more. Than, why did you corner this kid? Like, what did he do? that you had to meet him in the bathroom. Like, dude had to be peeing. If not, he peed prior or he was about to. And then you got to sit there and think that, like, your buddies are videotaping this as it goes down. They're not helping you. So, you know, you see what I mean? Like, some more stuff that is not revealed in this type of uh, this situation that it leaves so much to answer. Like, I need these these answers. Yeah. I don't need the answers. I saw the final results. I'm good with it. Right. I just, yeah, I just don't know. I, I feel bad all around. It's a sucky situation, you know. It's, uh, but in a way, well, learn I mean, your lesson, you know. Everybody gets their ass kicked once yeah. in their life, and then they think twice before messing with somebody. So it is what it yeah. is. It makes yeah, sense. First time. When, uh, when do you fly out um, to Vegas? Uh, man, I think we're all going to drive on the night. Okay. Oh, you're driving? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 yeah, it's not like a four or five hour drive, so it's not too bad. 
Oh, okay. I, I wonder why you didn't. Why, oh, so you just rather just drive, just kind of chill out. It's not bad. <laughs> so Eddie and Santino, Eddie and Santino were driving anyways. So I just, I just really hopped in the whip. Okay, okay. Who's all gonna be in your corner? Uh, Santino, DeFranco, Eddie Chaw, and then Chris Thomas. I love it. I love it. The original G with the two new coaches. I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going down. You know, I want to see these improvements, especially like looking at you now. Like I, I've, I've seen you for the past, fuck man, a few years. And I literally have never seen you look the way you looking right now. Like literally skinny, lean, happy. You ain't angry. I'm not saying you were angry prior, but I just know how you are with food. Is uh is your wife handling your nutrition yeah. as well? This Nah, I'm uh since I'm out here and she's there, um man, I guess kinda because uh we're using that eat to evolve and uh so she just orders it and shows up here at the gym every Wednesday or Thursday and uh you know, she just kinda tells me what to eat and what to eat it, like which uh thing. So she got you know, the this, control, this, this man. Is like this, yeah. This is like mindless for me. This is just like show up, do what the coaches say, eat what eat, eat what says, and yeah, you know, just go out there. And, it's and, easy. And fight and be a dog, and yeah, I love I, it, man. I know. I'm excited, nervous, but excited. I just ah, oh, I get sick about it. And then my mom, all the way from Florida, you know, she's always got to be in. She meets you. She's loyal. She's like ride or die so she's gonna be cheering everyone everyone i'm so excited i guess the question is where are we gonna celebrate that win i always want to know where the celebration is no oh yeah that's right where are we gonna go oh y'all coming to vegas hey i we're we need to professor oh afterward all right yes yeah um may i you want to go to vegas do you want to celebrate vegas bonus after this fight too so i'm already gonna be there baby and then yeah. I think the yeah. opens up March 1st, so it should be open on the 13th. So, yeah, first oh. round's on me, uh, March 13th. That's are we going to Are we going to Vegas, Kendra? Like, I got to know this now so I can book yeah, the trip. No. I got an L.A. trip, a Columbia trip. That's all I know. So Where are we going? I know we're all going to go out. We all got to meet up after your fight. We've already planned this. Where are we going? Are we going to Florida? Are we going to Vegas? Are we going to Cali? Are we going to Utah? It don't matter. I don't care. I could have a quarter. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather go somewhere I ain't been. I ain't never been to Tahoe. Uh, yeah. That was my first in the little, little group chat. That's whatever. right. So, man, Tahoe. you got to tell me where to be and when to be there. And uh, Yasmin and I will show up. That's what's I'm up. I'm with it. Just well, tell you where to go. I love it. Well, Eric, um, thank you so much. I didn't want to take too much of your time. We already did. I tend to talk a little bit. Um, but we're excited to watch you fight, get that win. Um, hope the rest of your camp goes well. And uh, you know where we'll be cheering. Well, we'll be cheering from you in Michigan. But uh, can't wait uh, for the win. I mean, I, I'm excited. So. Yeah, I'm excited too. So. Awesome. Uh, can't wait to watch you roll down, bro. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, wait, last thing. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can have me on all the handles at Eric Anders. With a Y E R Y K A N D E R S, man. Appreciate the uh, love and support. Always. Your boy, you heard it right here. Eric Anderson on the Beauty and Beast podcast show. All right. Everyone have a great day.